Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, hi there. Joe. Yeah, look who's back. It's the father <laughs> overlord Jacob himself. The look of pure terror. Oh Jared's my face. god, I was like, when what is happening that? right now? This is insane. Well, we are so glad to have you back, sir. Uh and so glad we to weren't see your... obligated to say that at all. No, we weren't. We were not until he, he switched the video up and made us be obligated <laughs> to say it. But of course, uh thank you for bringing your wonderful bundle of joy into into our show. And of course, uh that's that that that, that the child, child likes me more. That's all I'm gonna say. The child must be protected <laughs> at all costs. Is all I'm saying. But welcome in, of course. That is Fodge. Fodge is back, and we are excited to have him back. Uh, finally, we'll have some uh, some order around here because things have been chaotic without him. Uh, this is the PHNX Dback Show. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as the guy uh, that used to be in charge of things around here before Fodge returned. This guy's the vice mayor. He's Thunderstick Jesse Friedman, and he was on fire today out there at MLB Media Day, weren't you? I mean, I, I guess. Look at that. That's the same kind of intensity you brought all day long. Take better photos, Jesse. Let's go. You got to take better photos, Jesse. That's a fact. But uh, welcome in. This show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Uh, and we are very excited. We had a very busy day. Baseball is back, bitch. It is Baseball back. Baseball is back. It's here. It's now. It's You can't run from it now. It's We are committed to it. Nine months of our lives gone uh down 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 the tubes i guess is what i'm saying i but. feel like i'm i'm just i'm so rusty on on these days where you wake up in the morning and you're thinking about baseball and then you're just attending baseball events for the entire day just all essentially day just all the day entire long. day uh we had not for the only last two days basically we have been for the last two days been in baseball yeah. meetings yesterday uh, ended a little bit earlier and we did our show a little bit earlier yesterday um, but yeah, we're doing, we're doing the 5 PM thing yeah. now, Derek. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, this will become a normal thing for us, uh, theoretically. So, uh, 5 PM tomorrow, 5 PM the day after that. That's right. 5 PM. That's, that's right. That's, 5 that's, that's the new time. 5 PM, at least during spring training. And then of course, well, we, we always welcome your feedback. So of course, if you are a PHNX diehard, make sure to leave us some comments, even here in the chat about your thoughts on our time frame. We want to make sure, uh, that we are bringing this show to you when you guys want it and of course with all of the stuff going on here in arizona uh in spring training happening we kind of need we need the day to kind of absorb it all today was a very packed day as far as our adventures go uh of course pitchers and catchers reported today and we were very excited about that to be at back out at salt river fields to hear that glove that ball it was so glorious oh my god it was so so good it felt so good to be out there and of course we got to see 
the majority of the pitching staff out there kind of throwing some BPs and and seeing what they look like. Uh, we talked to Dre Jameson, uh, Valentine's Dre King, friend friend of the show, friend of the show. Uh, he was very excited to see us, as as everybody, of course. But uh, <laughs> I think he was excited to see me, Derek. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know. He was, excited don't to know. See you, but... he, he was he was cursing with one of us, and it wasn't you. <laughs> but I will say that uh, he was very excited about the way the ball was coming out out today, and I mean that's very encouraging uh, for somebody who seems so ready for the competition that this camp is going to bring. I mean, we talked to Tori today about depth. Uh, we asked him, I asked him if, if he felt like this was the deepest team that, that they've had. And, and in, at least in his time here as manager, and he feels it is, he feels like obviously what happened with 2021 definitely left a mark as we've talked about it, leaving a mark, uh, and that they will make sure that they never leave themselves in that position again, which I think is why we're seeing the depth that they went out and added this yeah. off season. I think it's, it's important to note that there's a difference between having like having the the deepest team that maybe Tori Lovello's had and having the best team by saying Correct. that the D-backs have the deepest team we're not necessarily saying that this is the best team that Tori Lovello Very has ever had right I mean 2017 2018 those were some pretty darn good baseball teams but the reason that those teams were good was because of the elite level talent right it was because Correct. of Paul Goldschmidt it was because of Zach Greinke it's because of Robbie Ray who was very good in 2017 that's kind of the difference between uh you know that year and this year the D-backs yeah. don't necessarily have that top level talent at this point, but in terms at of least, depth on the roster, at least that, that part is league. impressive. At least not, I'm sorry to cut you off. Not, not yet, not yeah, yet. Right. Yeah. At least big, not big league, big league proven talent. Right. The thing that's exciting about the young talent on this team is the fact that it is the future. Right. So, like, even if we see a regression from some of these guys, like we saw with Alec Thomas at the end of last season, it's no reason to really panic because these guys are very young. They are gaining that experience. And of course, this team isn't really in a must win now situation, right? We are we were very excited about the Kevin Durant news, but you have to admit that the Phoenix Suns are in a must win now situation based on yeah. the way they've constructed their roster. The Diamondbacks have the luxury right now of even if they don't perform very well next season, there's still a lot of growth there. These guys are very young and we're going to see them continue to mature uh, as members of this organization. And it, it sounds like they are very committed to the team that they have. And another another interesting thing is Tori said he was committed to like playing guys every day and not switching things up as much as he has in the past. So it's it's going to be interesting to see him as a manager going forward in 2023. I think there's some evolution that's happening with with Tori Lovello on a, on a few things. One of the main things that we talked about today with him uh, was the closing role, right? Which is one of the yes. one of the big questions for this team going in to spring training. Who's going to close, right? We've talked about Kevin Ginkle, Scott McGuff, right? Maybe Andrew Chafin uh, coming in now. He's officially a member of the team. We'll talk some Andrew Chafin here in a second as well. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it sounds like Tori Lovello is more open to going into the season without a predefined closer, which is something that the D-backs have always had under Tori Lovello's regime. It seems like he's kind of evolved. It seems like a lot of that has come from the front office. Uh, Mike Hazen has said in the past that it doesn't really sound like he and the front office care that much about having a defined closer, whereas Tori Lovello likes to have one. I think that's yeah. kind of been um, a point of disagreement between those two parties in the past. And it sounds like the front office is kind of uh, convincing Tori Lovello, you know, in, in small ways, like maybe you don't need to go into the season having these super rigid defined roles. It sounds like Tori's maybe pulled back on that a little bit. I think one thing we saw last year was, a commitment to Mark Melanson being the closer, even when things went south for Melanson. I think it was a perfect yeah. example of how you can't necessarily just commit to a guy 
just because that guy's title is closer. That's the problem with that and that philosophy. However, it's a very popular philosophy in ba- Major League Baseball. A lot of managers do have a a particular closer, and that is their most dominant relief pitcher that they know they can turn to night in, night out to win games for them. Yeah. Um, and I just think that one thing Tori brought up that I found interesting was bringing up the Tampa Bay Rays who once again kind of break the mold when it comes to baseball philosophies. They kind of broke the mold about the idea of like overpaying guys just because they won you a World Series, and that's why we see that team. Uh, wait, no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking hard. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays, they have no problem. <laughs> they have no problem like letting guys go away, right? They have no problem even when they had guys that were very, very good, very talented. Uh, they had no problem not committing huge amounts of money to guys. And, and honestly, with the way that they've kind of stayed stayed competitive a bit more than the Diamondbacks have, it, it's not a terrible philosophy to have to not be hanging on to big contracts of guys just because, yeah. you know, now they're like, like what we talked about with Zach Gallon. Zach Gallon's contract, uh, if the Diamondbacks do resign him or bring him back, it's going to be huge, right? So it's like, it, it really depends on that point where the Diamondbacks are and being competitive on deciding if they do give someone a gigantic contract like that to stay a part of this organi- organization. But the, the Tampa Bay Rays also kind of changed uh, things when it came to just using the best available relief pitcher that matched up against the opposing team in that ninth inning role, regardless of, you know, uh, of what, yeah. who's been there, or who's been successful, or whatever. They just kind of play it the same way you would with any relief pitcher uh, late in a game. And they just they, they seem to have had success with it. There are just some pros and cons to naming a closer at the beginning of the year. Right. The pro is that that guy knows his role, right? When when the game is on the line, when you have that that lead in the ninth inning, everybody knows who's getting the ball, right? I think there's some value in that. But there's also this, this ugly flip side to it that we've seen a lot of over the last few years, which is when you name a closer at the beginning of the year, you're going to stick with him. Yeah. You're going to stick with him even when it doesn't make sense to stick with him. Right. And you could make an argument that naming closers has lost the Diamondbacks a lot of games because that's why Mark Melanson was still going out there, right? That's why Brad Boxberger, Greg Holland, right? Some of these Ugh, closers the last it. few years. Stop it. I got to name the names, Derek. I got to name the names to make my point. Uh, I think a big reason why those names have cost games for this organization is because they were named the closer. Yeah. And so you ha- kind right. of had to go back to them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Going back in the chat, we had a couple of good questions or a good point. First of all, Gabriel Ferris says, dinner date with the boys. Let's go. Let's there we go. go. That's right. I'm starving. All I had to eat uh, <laughs> today, you know, funny story. All I had to eat today uh, was a Nutri-Grain bar, which I thought I ate for breakfast. And then when I was looking for uh, a, a charger with Jesse, I found my Nutri-Grain bar that I apparently had eaten. Uh, that's all I've had to eat today. So uh, things aren't looking good, but I'm excited and I could use some dinner. Michael asks, did you see Mason Saunders at all today? No, but I did hear that um, Madison Bumgarner was there. Uh, I don't know about yeah. Mason. Some people saw him. Somehow we never, I never actually saw Mad Bum today. In the, oh, oh right, on the horse? right. Yeah, I, be- okay. I do believe Mason. Yeah, uh, both Mason and Madison did make separate appearances today. And so. Ben asks, how does going to workouts as a fan actually work, by the way? Well, they have an area for you to stand in, and you can stand, uh, like, you can kind of see the bullpens. Uh, they allow you to kind of walk around to the different fields, uh, especially once the workouts kind of spread out. Today, they were just kind of basically in one area. It was mostly the pitchers and catchers just doing the bullpens over over uh, over there. But you could watch it from where you were at. You can get autographs. There were 
not very many fans out there, but not not that many. No, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of real estate out there, there to is. be had. There uh, is. If you plenty come of out, space. plenty yeah, of space. plenty of space, and I think you'll probably have some good luck getting autographs and whatnot because yeah. there were not that many fans out there today. Right. And a lot of the position players were out there. They said that a lot of the WBC guys are trying to get an early jump on their workouts and just preparation for those games and the time that they're going to miss with the team. However, uh, once we get through this first com- you know, first uh, couple of days and we get to the entire squad being out there, you should see all the guys. And that's uh, you see a lot of fun stuff out there, to be honest, as a fan. I think you see a lot of just kind of uh, the, the one thing I always find fascinating is how rudimentary their skills and their their drills are right there. Yeah, it's like, hey, I, I think I could do that. Yeah, like, like they literally <laughs> do stuff where they're like rolling a ball slowly to on the ground to them and they're they're like playing catch and they're doing stuff that you just kind of think like, huh, that's kind of little league. Like that's what I would see like kids doing on the first day of coming back to baseball. But that's those are the basics. Those are the fundamentals that they literally start out with on day one and expand. And I I think that's kind of neat. And and I, I just find that to be interesting because of course, you know, when we play baseball as kids, we think like, oh, this is kind of stupid. This is kind of silly to be doing this. The big league guys do that. You know, yeah, they do that. They stuff. really do so. kind of tear it down to like the bare bones of, of playing this game. And yeah. it is pretty crazy. I mean, even like when guys are throwing their bullpens, they'll just kind of play catch with the um, you know, with mm-hmm. the catcher for a little bit before they uh before they actually start. So yeah. Also, uh, I also like the fact that you get to see some like backlog games at, at point during the workouts where it's like Diamondbacks players versus Diamondbacks players. And a lot of times, like I, I think I brought this up before, but they're calling their own balls and strikes. And yeah, such. you can so, hear them chirping at each other. Yeah, they and chirp whatnot. at each other about it. It's great. So um, and today was was great. It was great to be out there. It was great to see uh, some fans out there enjoying uh, the fact that you could be out there at these workouts, because, again, I know. I know it sucks that the fan fest went away, but I really feel like this is better than fan fest. You're not waiting in line; they're just walking past you. You get 20 autographs in like the same time frame that it took you to wait for a, you know, for for the bathroom potentially. But <laughs> uh, it was also very good to see uh, Andrew Chafin allegedly out there. We allegedly had media. I had no idea. We that did was not Andrew know. <laughs> there was a large fellow with long hair and a gigantic beard. And uh, apparently we were told it was Andrew Chapin. And then he came out and spoke and answered questions as Andrew Chapin. But there's no way to know that for sure. But uh, our guy is back. He's hilarious. He Andrew is Chapin is genuinely hilarious. Yeah. I wasn't around the ballpark when Andrew Chafin was a was a Diamondback, so this is my first time getting oh, to actually see him up so close good. and hear him do interviews. He's like every single answer he gives, it feels like it's some sort of like uh, tongue like a in joke. cheek. Like yeah, yeah. it's like <laughs> wow, this guy like like he has a hard time turning off like the you know his personality, which is great, which is exactly yeah. what you want to see uh, in a baseball player. So it's fun getting to getting to chat with him for a little bit today. Uh, and I think we had a question here. Gabriel asks, "Are they working out on Monday?" Actually, Gabriel, because I love you so much, I'm going to look at the schedule because I have it right here. And I will tell you if they are working out for sure on Monday. But in the meantime, uh, Andrew Chafin did get asked uh, a couple of things about potentially being a closer. Tori Lovello got asked about that. Doesn't seem like that's what they brought him back for. Uh, Lovello talked about how in the past how much he relied on Chafin. And it sounds very much so like Lovello is very excited to have Chafin back so he can do that once again. He People didn't. don't realize Andrew Chafin leads baseball in appearances since 2017. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Andrew Chafin, like this guy that 
I, I, you know, he's bounced around from, from, you know, several different teams these last few years. He's been one of the better relievers in the game for the last few years, but he's not really like a household name reliever. So yeah. it's pretty crazy. Nobody has made more appearances in the last five, six years than, it's than that guy. It's crazy. Uh, go back, going back to Gabriel's question. Yes, they are working out on Monday. And if, for those that are interested, cause I know this was a topic that we discussed before. They are also working out on Saturday and Sunday. So you can go out and you can see pitchers and catchers work out this Saturday and Sunday. Uh, that starts at 940 both days, as well as on Monday. It starts at 940. So if you want to get out there, get out to Salt River Fields early. Get a chance to see the guys. Uh, they're very friendly. I was I, – guys said hello to me. Like, who's watching this show? I know who's watching this show. <laughs> Buddy Kennedy's watching the show. Shout out, Buddy. I love Buddy Kennedy. Um, but, yeah, it was – I think that was the most exciting thing was seeing – just everybody back. I mean, there were a lot yeah. of there were a lot of guys that didn't necessarily need to be there back. And uh, yeah, it wasn't vibes. just the WBC guys who yeah. were who were back among the position players. Um, trying to think of other guys, Cattell, we saw we Cattell, saw Cattell is a WBC, a WBC guy, guy. We did see Kyle Lewis out there doing some something or other. Um, I got a very exciting development. Um, Jesse. Oh. Did it seem like Cattell remembered me this time? Did I, I do think he, he did. did. I he do did. think he, came he up and gave, at gave least gave the, the illusion back. of remembering you. So He recognizes my face. I still could quiz him, and I bet he doesn't know my <laughs> name. But I'm fine with it because I was so happy to see everybody out. He looked great, by the way. Cattell looked very yeah. uh, lean, I guess you could say. Like He looked physically yeah. in very good physical shape. Like He has been working out during the offseason. So that's very encouraging considering we talk about how big it would be for him to rebound Back to, you know, what what he was in 2021, even though the rest of this team was kind of a train wreck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I other guys we saw out there, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. made an appearance. He was Great at least hair. in the clubhouse. Great the hair in person is it is impressive. It really is impressive. Um, as far as guys that we saw throw bullpens, uh, there were a few at least that that went when I was there. Uh, we saw Ryan Nelson. We saw Dre Jameson, Bryce Jarvis, uh, D-backs prospect Blake Walston. Uh, D-backs prospect as well. We're we're all out there. Um, we're not entirely sure that Kyle Nelson and Ryan Nelson aren't actually related because say what well, you will. Well, there's a substantial height difference between the two. Right, but, big brother, little brother kind but, of deal. But yeah, they look I I forgot their numbers for a second, and so when Ryan Nelson came out, I was like, oh, that's totally Kyle Nelson, and then he starts throwing right-handed, and I'm like, oh. Apparently, either Kyle Nelson learned how to throw right-handed, or that's actually Ryan <laughs> Nelson, and the answer was the latter. To uh, yeah. uh, to no one's surprise, yeah. but you're th- you're welcome for the little list that I brought. Yeah, you, you did you did I give did me that list. list but... I will say, uh, uh, Dre Jameson's bullpen. It's always hard to judge bullpens. Like, it what is. are you really looking for? Yeah. But um, it did seem like Dre Jameson uh, was working on a few things. He he talked to us yesterday about adding a changeup. Um, I saw what appeared to be a, a few changeups that that looked effective. Um, in in his bullpen today, so uh, always fun getting out there and just uh, just kind of seeing what what guys are looking like at this point. And, and I mean, honestly, it's uh, <laughs> it's just a special place. Like it, it, it Salt really, River Fields is a lovely place. It really is. And seeing again, Dre Jameson, as many of you saw on our Twitter account today, throwing to Gabriel Moreno, uh, that had future vibes written all over it. It was go. very cool to see. So uh, it was just exciting. I'm ready for baseball to be here, uh, and this team. You know, it's it's easy to doubt this team. It's easy to take a look at what they did and say, did they really add enough or do enough to make this team different than what they were last year? Pakoda is doubting this team. Oh, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm someone at Pakoda. I'm going to fight somebody at Pakoda before this episode is over. But we're going to get to that. 
Uh, in the meantime, we have to remind you to check out Jesse's wonderful writing over at gophnx.com. And if you're not a diehard membership mem- member yet, make sure to get a diehard membership so that you can get all of his writing. Uh, Full Count is a wonderful newsletter as well as the writings of Gerald, uh, Craig, and Howard. We got some wonderful writers around here. Make sure to get all of their stuff. Get yourself a free piece of merch like this hat I'm wearing or a t-shirt every year at the phnxlocker.com as well as 20% off all future purchases. Members access to our members only discord where we are going to ask you guys what kind of shows you want to see during the regular season. We're, 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 we're not going to plan this. We're not going to take the heat on this one. We're, we're putting the responsibility on you guys to decide when Jesse and I do shows. But uh, all of that is what you get for being a diehard member as well as members only merch like a wonderful uh, diehard jacket, which don't use the inside pockets on those jackets. Uh, anyway, uh, and also <laughs> uh, members only uh, uh, invites to events and members only discounts for some of those events as well. So uh, become a member today. We thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys if you already are a member. Um, thank you for being here on the PHN Exports YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't done so already. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when we go live uh, because obviously it can be whenever the fuck we want it to be. Uh, and make sure... <laughs> You don't miss the other shows on this network. They're incredible. They do incredible work. Uh, If you're listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe to us there as well and leave us a review. We appreciate the feedback as always. Uh, Most important thing, if you're here in the PHN Exports YouTube channel, leave us a thumbs up. Uh, It's the only... Uh, it's 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 the only compliment I get all day is when people thumb. Uh, put a you thumb got a few the compliments. Today. They did. They like me out there, don't they? Uh, also, uh, I'm drinking a wonderful Four Peaks Brewing Company beer, and you should too. So make sure to grab yourself some wonderful Four Peaks beer wherever you get your beer at. Uh, and if you have a chance, check out their Eighth Street Pub, where you can do some wonderful things like what they got coming up uh, soon. They got an entire events calendar to check out over at FourPeaks.com/backslash/events for all your beer week entertainment as well as future events. But what's better than just drinking beer? Pairing that beer with Girl Scout cookies. And that's what uh, that's what I do on a nightly basis at my house because my girl, my, my daughter is a Girl Scout. So I uh, I don't get free cookies, by the way, which is. No? No, that seems like I have to I have to buy the extra boxes that are left over when they're stragglers mm. and stuff. Like I get, I spend way too much on Girl Scout cookies during this time of the year, but it's worth it. It's, it's worth, worth it. every single Put those penny. thin mints in the freezer right now is what I'm telling you to do. Uh, check out Four Peaks Cookie Pairing at their A Street Pub location in Tempe on February 16th. Uh, so when is that? That's Is that tonight? It's That's tomorrow. tomorrow. Thursday. I, I don't even know what day it is anymore. But yeah, make sure to check them out. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy and enjoy responsibly. Uh, Jesse. We got to we got to see a PowerPoint presentation on some rules yesterday. We did. That was very exciting. And Derek had an opportunity to volunteer to go show off his pitching I motion did. in front of Jeff Passan and all the other reporters, and he didn't do it. He sat on the sidelines. I'm smart. I'm smart. I'm not a dumb man. I heard the chuckles when someone got up there and started doing it. Shout out <laughs> to Evan Thompson, who was brave enough. Uh, to get out there and get on the mound. People were, I mean, they weren't chuckling out of, like, they, they were chuckling because they were like, oh, man, I didn't, like, I didn't know this guy. Think that You think think they're going to pick him up? Yeah, yeah. They yeah, were yeah, yeah. They're yeah. talking about, like, somebody's about to place a waiver claim sure. or something on that, man. I'm pretty uh, sure. I will say this. Uh, speaking of Jeff Passan, uh, we were both very, we're, we're both fans of hoodies and sweatpants. Uh, and today <laughs> we saw Jeff Passan doing a live hit for ESPN uh, with a tie, uh, jacket and shirt, sweatpants on. Uh, and that his outfit is a total fraud. It was, it was, everyone is fully aware of Jordan's. And I mean, I had so much respect for this man. I can't (laughs) tell you guys how much respect I have for Jeff Bassett after that, but it was great meeting him and it was great 
learning a bit more about these new rules because uh, apparently I feel like, and I, I could be wrong off. The, I'm going to ask Jesse's opinion on this, but I uh -oh. feel like we understand the rules better uh, than a lot of the players and the managers. I don't know. Is that, <laughs> is that, is that, is that bad to say? Because I'm just saying like, uh, we asked them about specifics after learning what we learned in yesterday's rules meeting. And it doesn't feel like they have the the specifics down yet to a T uh, because I there's just, a lot of them. I, I will. So like for, for guys who have spent time in the minor leagues in the last few years, it's not going to be that big of a deal because all like these Dre. rules were tested yeah. down there. Yeah. So like we talked to Dre Jameson yesterday, um, you know, he wasn't like, it sounds like it, that's not something that's really been at the forefront of his mind for the last few months because he already has experienced pretty much everything that's coming to baseball in 2023 anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there were so many questions uh, today uh, to, to Tori Lovello in particular. Also, we talked with Rob Manfred as well, um, the the commissioner of Major League Baseball, about the rule changes. And uh, from the D-backs perspective, it sounds like they have everything they need to in place in order to get guys ready and, and prepared. Um, it doesn't sound like the D-backs have put a whole lot of thought at this point into the run game side of things. Tori yeah. said that's kind of something that, that will come later on. A big question, of course, we were all interested in because, you know, I wrote about how Jake McCarthy could steal 60 bases and all, all this other nonsense because of uh, uh, what the pitch clock could possibly bring to the game. So uh, we'll hear more from them uh, down the road as as the team works through this more. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is a spring training like no other. You're not used to coming in and having yeah. to make all all sorts of adjustments and whatnot. And um, I don't think it's been something that the players are thinking about much up to this point, but now that process starts. Once I started hearing some of the nuances and the specifics about the changes to like pitch delivery and things due to the pitch clock, that's where I started really seeing the layers of complexity that these yeah. rules have. It's and way more complex than than I initially realized, for right. sure. Like, for instance, uh, we were in a meeting and one of the presenters uh, from MLB was Morgan Sword. Who has an incredible name? That can't obviously. be a real name. Can I don't it? believe it is. No, I think it's no a, it's a wrestling name, is what it is. <laughs> but um, he showed us in a video that we're gonna a clip here that we have for you, where uh, talking a little bit about how pitchers that move, uh, how it's gonna impact them because they need to come to a full stop in order for that pitch clock uh, to, to to stop essentially. And uh, he also to know when to like start the pitch clock, when to start the pitch clock, the, when the pitch the, yeah. clock starts, when the pitcher starts their motion. But if you can't tell when a pitcher starts their motion, then it throws the whole system off. So that's, that's like a new point of emphasis. That's the opposite, year. because if that was the case and the pitch clock only runs when he's delivering, you're wrong about that. It's when the pitch clock stops. Because they need to stop it when he when he because it's not in the oh, delivery yes, that the you. pitch clock stops. Thank you. Yeah. It's when you come to like a full stop ready to the plate so they don't have to be in the delivery for the <laughs> yeah. pitch clock once you start your pitching motion you only have 15 no. seconds to deliver the pitch once you start no thank you you're absolutely right it's, but, it and, starts the moment you get the ball yeah. back from the catcher and then it stops once you start your motion and it's different out of the stretch uh for instance you don't have to come to a full stop out of the stretch but you can only have like one foot back uh yeah one step back one step forward one step back we one were, step forward we right and and uh here he is explaining uh the nuances a little bit about that so when um when a pitcher is kind of continually bouncing on his uh, foot like this it's it's not clear kind of at what point you have begun your pitching delivery and um and complied with the timer so uh, again i think we, we think we've cleaned that up and we and and we should be good but uh, just to make you aware of it all right and then um 
Secondly, uh, from the wind-up position, there's a couple different areas of emphasis, but one is, and I'm gonna show you a, a legal delivery here from, from Shane Bieber, where um, you know th this is sort of the, the traditional setup where you watch his left leg here, he's kind of pumping his legs back and forth, he takes one step back and one step forward. Totally legal, right? Um, now, so we, have, we have had pitchers in the last couple of seasons develop more complex wind-ups where they are back and forth and taking multiple steps the rulebook doesn't permit that, um, and we're just going to be a little bit better about calling that so you only are allowed one step backward. Um. And see, it's, again, like like you can see, that's the that's the meeting we sat in, by the way. that's It was like a college class, basically, about the new MLB rules. But It was the coolest college lecture Jesse I've ever looked, been to Jesse in my was life. geeking out the whole I mean, time. Morgan Sword was holding a baseball the whole time. It, was, it somehow did, yeah. just made him so much cooler. It, it, I don't really know. Did. I don't know what it was. Okay, so see, and Mark says I'm lost already with this explanation. You're absolutely right. They're just <laughs> saying that in general, certain guys that have those pitching motions where they kind of bounce around and kind of have a lot of motion. Uh, Johnny Cueto, for instance, is an example that was given. Obviously, I don't like to give this example. Mike Clevenger, considering the kind of heat he gets for his pitching motion being kind of funny and moving and never coming to a stop. It's guys a classic like that. example is uh, Luis Garcia Luis as Garcia, well from yeah. the Astros, whose delivery is now illegal. So there are some pitchers, and uh, Tori was asked this today. We're not aware of any Diamondbacks pitchers at this point, but there are some pitchers around the game that Major League Baseball has already warned you need to change your delivery or it is now going to be called a balk when it maybe wasn't in the past. So uh, this is a, a new point of emphasis that Major League Baseball is bringing in. Yeah, and and the other thing about it is when they talk about like assessing violations for the pitch clock uh, winding down or them not delivering or being ready before the pitch clock expires, uh, they are merely talking about assessing a ball. That's it. Uh, yeah, that, it's that's, not that's, the end of the world. Yeah, it's really, really not. And they, <laughs> uh, you know, obviously Tori today talked about we don't want to be in those situations where we have bases loaded and someone's balking or walking someone in because they're violating the pitch clock rule. Right. Another really interesting thing about this that they talked about was pitchers aren't going to necessarily be able to wait until the clock gets down to zero. They won't be able to do that because then the other team is going to have too good of a jump on everything like if, if a pitcher is consistently let it running down to zero the the base base runners are going to be able to get that jump yeah the batter is going to be able to have that like that 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 jump on the ball coming in versus not really knowing when the pitcher uh is going to deliver it right so uh there there was just a lot of interesting stuff we talked about uh the uh, umpires will now have a technology like a band uh, they said they can wear it on their wrist or their forearm or even their ankle, which I found to be hilarious just thinking of them wearing like uh, and, and uh, you know, it's like one of those uh, tracking devices that we put on people <laughs> who are, are, are home jailed. But it's uh, <laughs> it's know. definitely a tracking ankle at the same time. Yeah, we, won't, yes. we won't be convinced otherwise. We're not going to release these umpires out into the wild without knowing where they are. So we need to track them at all times. Um, but there's a lot of technology actually being developed with this. The, they will have a a system where they can speak to the other umpires. Now it won't just be the intercom system for them talking about challenges. They will have the ability to talk to uh, the other umpires as well as someone in the booth in regards yeah, to the, the person clock. running the clock. Yeah. And apparently the person running the clock is discouraged from uh, talking the umpire's ear off yeah, the entire you're not game. To fucking, is... Yeah. We ain't, we ain't telling stories because you're bored <laughs> up there sitting alone. Right. Yeah, that's, that's, not, that's not what the system is for. But uh, we also heard today from Tori Lavella that the D-backs expect to use PitchCom for all of their communication this yes. year between uh, pitchers and catchers, which is uh, another big thing that you know became more popular last season. 
and this season it sounds like that's all the d-backs are going to do uh here again yesterday was the technology they were showing off what the umpires uh wrist bracelets are going to look like and what the little uh rumble pack essentially is going to look like uh that will notify them about the the pitch clock expiring Oh, uh, this is Joe Martinez, who has the the best the hair. The best hair. Look at this of... incredible hair. But yeah, they were just showing uh, what all the technologies are going to be for this. When the clock expires, these are going to fuzz. It's a pretty like. It's a pretty simple system. Yeah. Um, but basically, basically, uh, they're they're just saying that the umpires uh, the, the umpires are going to have to watch for the batter to be in the box by the eight second mark. Yep. And at that point, their attention is diverted directly to doing their job, which is calling balls and strikes. Uh, and that the rumble feature is essentially so that they don't have to actually be watching the clock. These clocks are going to be in the stadium, uh, up kind of be or like kind of over the outfield, and they'll also be yeah, on, on both back. sides of the batter's eye, yeah. which is and those ones are especially frustrating at Salt River Fields because one of them's they're red, one of them's red, and oh one of them's God, amber, and I so hate it. It's the worst. <laughs> and they said it's just because they tested it out there, so the original one they put was red, but all yeah. of them will be the softer, easier amber color on your eyes. But I also don't really like this. Goes back to umpires being human beings and and making these calls right like my biggest problem with all of this stuff is for at least this first year this is so much to have going on in your head very quickly during an at bat during a delivery and i feel like you're just yeah. giving the umpires more to have to monitor now and i mean i don't know maybe 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 it's something for them to think about outside of the strike zone so maybe they can have like a more of a pure strike zone instead of thinking about how much they hate the batter uh and for what he said to him last time when he was going back to the dugout i don't know but uh ben says we gotta start bringing up more umps from triple a you're not wrong well there are some they there are some umps coming up yep. from triple a uh because we had several umpires retire so those those umpires are going to know what they're doing more than anyone else this yeah. season because they've they've dealt with a lot of this stuff already um, that was one of the biggest stories coming out of MLB media day today. As far as the rules, there was a lot of questions about that, but the other big focus was, uh, diamond sports group missing their, uh, interest only payment. They officially missed it. I believe it was yesterday was when it was due $140 million, $140 million. So they are now technically, uh, on the road to default, uh, which, uh, a lot of people had a lot of questions for Rob Manfred today at his media availability in regards to that. Uh, one of the biggest questions, obviously, is what happens? Like, what happens if the R, uh, if if Bally Sports, like we we know a little bit more, it seemed like, than some of the people around there. We know that if Bally Sports defaults on this, that it's going to go the 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 company essentially that that aspect, Diamond Sports Group, and everything that they kind of hold, kind of defaults to the creditors, which are companies like Fidelity and uh, other other investment firms, but. Uh, they will not run it. Obviously, they will just turn around and sell it Although off. We think it'd be hilarious if they. did. Oh man, we would probably, love that. They, they probably would, won't. Man, we talk about rule changes being thick. It's like this big if those guys <laughs> get involved. All the red tape. But uh, Rob Manfred was kind of asked about what's going to happen. Should they not be able? Uh, the biggest thing is should wh whoever, including these these creditors that take over on the debt, uh, should they not pay? The major league baseball teams, uh, th those contracts are essentially null and void, and baseball MLB would be responsible for uh, broadcasting games, which would they would do everything in their power to make sure that that doesn't uh, 
take away from people being able to access the game. And this is what Rob Manfred had to say. Forgive me with this question, because the question is very far away, but my mic is very good. It's very close to him. I'm just curious sort of what your level of concern is here with the ripple effects Yeah, look, the change, the, you know, it's hard to escape the reality um, that the change in media consumption has been particularly hard on the RSNs. Um, obviously, we want all of our broadcast partners to be successful. We don't want them to have financial difficulties. Um, and, you know, we have been spending a lot of time and effort um, trying to work with Diamond to figure out exactly where they are. Um, you know, obviously our first choice would be that Diamond pay the clubs what they're contractually obligated to pay them. Um, but because I guess I'm a contingency planner by nature, um, we are prepared no matter what happens um, with respect to Diamond uh, to make sure the games are available to fans in their local markets. Um, we think we think it will be both linear in the traditional cable bundle and digitally um, on our own platforms, um, but that remains to be seen. Um, as I said, our first hope is that, you know, Diamond figures out a way to pay the clubs and broadcast the games like they're contractually committed to do. And that's it. That's really what it comes down to at this point. They still don't know how Diamond Sports is going to proceed. They seem to be in communication with them, and obviously it feels like uh, there is kind of a plan laid out. It's the reason why Diamond is defaulting on this payment, opting go, to go to the bankruptcy uh, route. But uh, it is a little—it's—it's it's a little unnerving, especially for a team like the Arizona Diamondbacks that rely very much on that contract due to the size of it for for yeah. their budget and their finance planning. Yeah, I mean, there there are a lot of a lot of questions that were asked on on this particular topic. Uh, there was a follow up about you know currently. Does is Diamond still able to pay teams what they are contractually obligated to pay them? The answer to that question was yes, basically. Um, at least Rob Manfred said that that is that is what their intent is. That's the intent that has been communicated to Major League Baseball at this point. Um, but he did, as you heard there, he talked about the possibility of Major League Baseball stepping in, which they are prepared to do, according to, to Rob Manfred, um, in order to deliver these games to local markets by themselves. I honestly don't know how Major League Baseball would do this. Last I checked, MLB Network was not did not have the scope of like broadcasting individual games in individual markets, like right. 10 of them a night across the country. Um, this would require a lot of heavy lifting on their end, but I, I guess they've already kind of figured out how that would work practically. Um, but yeah, I mean, if this happens, it will be significant for a number of reasons. Well, and we also had questions about are the broadcasters team employees or would they have to, if MLB brought in broadcasters, would they have to yeah. be outside, you know, or would they be MLB broadcasters? Would they be like national broadcasters? It would appear that it would still be the Diamondbacks broadcast team because they are employees of the team and not. Valley Sports Arizona, for instance. Yeah, in even case. like even if they did have the ability to to switch broadcasters with teams, I doubt they would. That that doesn't seem like. I mean, you'd hate to take this entire situation and cause people to lose their jobs as a result. Yeah. You know, um, so I, I would be pretty surprised if that changed. Ben says if he actually hopes they pay and keep the contract, he's probably the only one at this point because the possibilities for what they could do without those contracts is too good. That's absolutely one of the things that they addressed. They addressed blackouts, and they said that blackouts has been the one word that they've tried to address, the one thing that they've tried to fix with 
this entire situation is trying to bring sports uh, baseball, their sport to as many people as possible that actually want to watch it, uh, to not restrict it, to not make it so that you're paying for a service that doesn't allow you to watch your team just because you live in the city that the team plays or you live close to there, which is even more outrageous. We talked to people that live back east. Sean DePaz was saying what a nightmare Buffalo is, for instance, because you get restricted from all of these other regional areas that are close to you. Uh, and, and I know here, We've had people in California and Las Vegas and other places say that they are unable to watch Diamondbacks games for that exact reason. And it sucks. It really sucks. So Pugs well, and Hugs says, I want you guys to broadcast. Let's go. I, let's I, go. I, we, we have we have talked about that in the past. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm the play by play guy. Derek, Derek does the color commentary. I think we can make it work. I'm, I'm ready for it. I've Damon's our sideline reporter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Damon's <laughs> with it. Let's go. I'm trained. Yeah, he's ready. He's ready to go. I know it. So. Uh, of course, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it develops and what it what it how it impacts us here in the Valley. There are some teams that yeah. don't have to worry about the impact of it because Diamond Sports does not broadcast their games. So the fact that Diamondbacks are one of the teams that this you know impacts makes it something that we need to watch. Obviously, I know how people feel about Valley Sports Arizona and about how you know a- a- accessing their games in in other ways is is difficult. But uh, hopefully, we see this situation you know, not impact us being able to watch baseball. One of the biggest things that came out from from Rod Manfred today was uh, a question that was asked to him. um, If Major League Baseball does go through and take over broadcasts and they're the ones, uh, you know, who are broadcasting games directly to people around the country, um, would they have the ability to maintain all of the revenue that Major League Baseball teams are bringing in on all of their TV deals? And the answer from Rob Manfred was not in the short term. Nope. Those are his exact words. <laughs> the answer words. is no. So, is no. And that's that's the answer that we've feared, right? We feared the possibility that as a result of this, the Diamondbacks could be losing out on TV revenue that is a very significant portion of the, at least a relatively significant portion of what they bring in on a year-to-year basis. And it, it could affect the amount of money that the D-backs are able to invest in their team. Maybe it already has affected the amount of money the Diamondbacks have been able to invest. Uh, I know they have moved the payroll forward about 20, 25% this year, um, but maybe they were prepared to do more and, and this situation derailed that. So we'll have to see how that unfolds this year. Um, Ryan H in the comments asks, what's your catchphrase for a home run, Jesse? I don't have one. I don't. And, and believe it, so I was trying to be a play-by-play broadcaster um, as of a few years ago, and I did an internship and I, and I, and I did play by play for a team for a whole summer. And that was the one. Now, fortunately, the team I covered never hit home runs. Uh, mm. so I didn't, this was, this wasn't actually not <laughs> never, not never. I'm being overly dramatic very rarely. Uh, so it was never a, a huge, a huge issue, but that was one thing I couldn't figure out because anything I came up with didn't seem good enough. Like that's one thing. If you're a play by play guy, you gotta nail the home run call. And I haven't figured it out yet. You have any? You have any advice, Derek? Any anything come anything come to mind? Uh, for you got You got to do something that has a lot of energy to it, and preferably uh, something that has like a pop culture reference, which you're not very good at. Also <laughs> entwined. So, like my home run call, for instance, would be like, "I will smash your face, your face in the windshield, and then take your mother, Dorothy Mantooth, out for a nice seafood dinner, and never call her again." See, that works for like a home run goal. That's a mouthful. It's Derek. a lot. I, I mean, if I wanted to maybe like kiss that bitch goodbye, like I would need to be a little like there would need to be like some <laughs> sass on it. Kiss that bitch goodbye. Like that's 
I don't I mean, think it's you're offensive, allowed. and I'm probably going to get canceled. Yeah, I, I don't think you're allowed to say that on like uh, uh, well, public TV and radio. Look, but uh, uh, we we don't do things traditionally around here. You know that, Jesse. <laughs> um, but of course, I don't know. I think that either way, it's, it'd be much more exciting than what we're getting now. That, that first thing you said, may, I mean that that's long enough that yeah. the the hitter might be all the way right? around the base. That's what I'm saying. Which is yeah, which like is fair. Which is I respect yeah, that. Right, like something that you can really just get. See, and whammy, whammy. It started off with a whammy. It's an Anchorman reference. You probably haven't seen that film, but. <laughs> Nope. Uh, yeah, I figured that one. Uh, see, Mark's Mark's on board with it. Um, more furniture, by the way. Jesse needs your help. He needs uh, some furniture ideas. So make sure uh, to tell Jesse what he needs to buy for his home and get what you need to buy for your home. You know, this is a wonderful time of the year. This is when we have guests here in Arizona because they think that this is like they're escaping their winter, their habitat, wherever they have bad weather at. They come here like, oh, this is beautiful. How much is your place? Is there a place available in this area? That's where you. That's where we got to send them back in, right? But I, I get in the meantime, you want to make things comfortable for them. So grab some furniture from morefurniture.com if you have guests coming over. Uh, the big game's over. I know that. But get ready for baseball season. You know you're going to want to watch it in a big, uh, nice, comfy chair. And you can get yours over at morefurniture.com. Uh, you can get their white glove delivery service as well uh, and have them set it up for you so you don't have to do anything. Save big on the best furniture in the Valley when you head to morefurniture.com. And also, if you like saving money, not just that, also get down on Game Time, uh, Jesse's favorite app in the whole wide world because he loves procrastinating and he loves saving money. He also loves aesthetically pleasing apps. So uh, go down on the Game Time app, get the Game Time app and save yourself money last minute. You know, you want to buy tickets, but you forgot that they were even coming to town, the concert, the show, the sporting event. So grab your tickets at the last minute with the new schedule, by the way, with MLB. Very exciting. A lot of a lot of fresh faces coming to Chase Field that we've never seen here before. A lot of big matchups, a lot of fun teams. Uh, uh, the one thing I didn't think about was they did say that you will see every Major League Baseball team here every two years. Yeah. So over the course of this year or next year, we will see all 30 Major League Baseball teams here in Phoenix uh, matching up against the Diamondbacks. So that portion of the new schedule is a lot of fun. They so, don't come this year. They're coming next year. That's right. So save up to 60% on those tickets when you buy them last minute. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Uh, before I go, I have to yell at the people at Pakoda because we were we were just hanging out. We were having a good time, uh, telling jokes, uh, talking about Corbin Carroll being the the next greatest baseball player in for all of mankind. And then Pakoda has to come around and just ruin ruin our week, our our off season, whatever you want to call it. Uh, let's take a look at Pakoda's projections because I hate this. And I hate them. And I hate everybody that works at Pakoda. I hate the website. I think they're stupid. I think they all smell. Uh, and I'm not with this, Jesse. Their projection is that Arizona will win 73 games in 2023. Is that a is that an update? Because I believe it's actually 70.7, not yeah. 73.7. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was different. Was it updated? It was 70.7. I did this. I got this screenshot from the website today. Okay. So okay. I guess maybe they added a couple. Yeah, because they, they knew we were pissed off and they were like, shit, we got to do something. And guess what, Pakoda? <laughs> That's not enough. Yeah, I mean, that's still projecting the D-backs to be... I mean, it's basically the same record they had last year, right? 73.7, 88.3. That's, that's just lazy. You're just lazy is what you're doing. Yeah, they they just... Well, okay, I don't know. I'm a little... We're going to have to check on this because this has the Giants being 80.5 and 81.5. And when I saw it the other day, it had the Giants at 
88 wins, I believe. Oh, uh, or no, actually, no. I'm getting I'm getting confused. I'm the problem here. I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting uh, Zips and Pakoda mixed you up. You are getting Zips um, and Pakoda mixed up. Zips has the Giants at 88 wins, and yeah, as you see here, Pakoda has the Giants as basically a 500 team. So. Uh, yeah, it's always felt like Pakoda and, and Pakoda comes from baseball prospectus. They just kind of, I don't know, they have their own little world, like in terms of almost everything. You look at baseball prospectus's uh, top 101 prospects list. We talked about that earlier in the offseason. Uh, a lot of their stuff just doesn't look the same as what you'll what yeah. you'll see at other outlets. Um, this is a really significant, though. And if you if you go in and you can download, you have a subscription uh, you can go in and download their individual numbers for every individual player. Um, I'm looking at the offense numbers right now, Derek, and it, it is pretty it's pretty bad. Um, mm. Baseball Prospectus has uh, the Diamondbacks' best hitter. Uh, it's pretty close between Christian Walker and Cattell Marte. Uh, we have Cattell Marte projected for 260, 332 on base, 422 slugging. Christian Walker, 244, 328 on base, 426 slugging, which would be a pretty mediocre year for him coming off last season. What stands out the most, though, is their projection for Corbin Carroll. I hate it. Derek, you're not going to like this. I fucking hate it. 233, 305, 406. Uh, That's probably not going to do it in in rookie of the year voting when it's all said and done. So across the board, it seems like Pakoda just doesn't believe in the D-backs offense, and that's primarily why they're so low on the team this year. Pakoda, I just have a couple of questions for you. Um, Pakoda is not a person, Derek. I'm going to address them like a person. I'm going to address them like a singular entity. And I'm going (laughs) to say, where do you get off? And where do you find this audacity? Where do you get the audacity to actually say that Corbin Carroll is good? Like everybody else has him in the top, like one to three, you know, for for prospects breaking out in in this season. And you just want to come and rain on the parade. Was he? He was. He was lower on their list as well, wasn't he? Corbin. Carroll uh, oh, Corbin Carroll top, on their top hundred prospects list. I, I believe. believe he was. I believe he was. I, I don't have it in front of me. I want to say he was more like top, uh, top five, top ten. Uh, instead of in the in the top one or two uh, baseball perspectives, they're all the, also the ones who uh, they recorded a podcast about their top 10 uh, prospects for each team. And their and their uh, podcast about the Diamondbacks top 10 is pretty downer, like compared to everything else you hear, what Keith Law has been saying about the D-backs farm system. If you go listen to that baseball perspectives podcast, it makes it sound like the D-backs have like maybe a couple average big leaguers in there, and and that's and that's it. I'm I'm overstating it, but uh, but yeah, they definitely perceive the team differently. Um, and I think I think some of that has to do uh with maybe the batted ball uh data. I don't know this for sure, but my my guess is that Pakota puts a little more stock into um exit velos and 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 that kind of thing. Uh, whereas I think Zips goes a little bit more off of past season performance and minor league performance. That's why Dan um, Zimborski is. A yeah, much better just, human being just a better human being than you, than, Pakoda. Than Pakoda, yes. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do acknowledge that if you look at the D backs, a lot of the D backs' main position players from a batted ball standpoint, the numbers don't look very good. And I can see why, you know, a projection system would just see those numbers and say, oh, Corbin Carroll's actually not that good. Did you look at his right. exit velos last year? Right. That, that kind of a thing. Right. And it's not taking into account things like his speed and other his things. General that awesomeness just as how an individual. All, yeah. all those like, things. Yeah, yes. His shine. He shines bright like a diamond. <laughs> uh, I, I just know that uh, Pakoda tends to actually be based more on what people have done. And that's the one question mark about the Arizona Diamondbacks. 
we don't know what they've done yet. And even the things we've seen from them, like Jake McCarthy's second half last season, we still question how realistic this is. Is this guy really this special of a player or is he going to come back down to earth? Is Corbin Carroll really this fast? Is he really going to steal 900 bases next year? Maybe, probably, but we don't know for (laughs) sure, right? So I think that's the difference is Zips tends to take a lot of other factors into consideration and kind of like, give the idea that this person is on a trajectory where Dakota is mostly looking at their track record as a major leaguer. And honestly, Cattell's dropped Christian Walker at his best season last year. There's just a lot of inconsistency uh, with this team um, from top to bottom. Yeah. I don't know exactly how, how these systems work in comparison to each other. So I don't want to say something that I don't necessarily know is true, but, um, but yeah, one thing I will say is that uh, especially with Brandon fought the fact that, he pitched as well as he did in in Reno last year. I think Zips really looked at like his 10 starts with Reno and was like, oh my gosh, this guy had a sub three ERA in, you know, in a ballpark in a league where the average starting pitcher has an ERA of six, right? Um, and, and that really is an off the charts, like outlier kind of data point that maybe yeah. Zips really freaked out about and Pakoda didn't necessarily i don't know exactly what goes into that but there's definitely a difference here the the big thing though is that this team is definitely unproven right and i mean you have yeah. some you have some guys that again could tell christian walker we've seen what they're capable of we've seen what a lot of these guys can do uh in in stints but not over the course of an entire season could tell we've seen him do that over the course of a season christian walker we saw that last year but like Carson Kelly, for instance, he's a guy that we've seen have really good stretches but never really put it together either due to injury or just kind of having that be a, a you know a positive stretch that he kind of came back down from uh, without doing it for a long sustained period of time. And then if you factor in everybody else, everybody else is very young with very limited time uh, playing professional baseball. So yeah, we really uh, but the one thing I heard a lot today from people who were national media people from people who kind of we talked to for for a moment or so is that these guys like Corbin Carroll, Jordan Lawler, Brandon fought, and you know, obviously drew Jones, these guys are special and they're not just looking at these guys as like, Oh, I hope they can be a big leaguer. There's a different sense of confidence uh, as to how these guys can help this organization win win ball games. And the, the future is very exciting for this team. Uh, that's yeah. that, that seemed to be kind of uh, from what I talked to people about today, the the opinion from from a lot of people not at Pakoda. (laughs) can i just say project us at 73 wins all you want but the second that you come for corbin carroll is the second that i grab my fucking pitchfork and i and my (laughs) torch and i burn the Pakoda offices to the ground throw stuff at you do not do not touch my corbin carroll you don't come for corbin carroll that's right i will say one other thing on on Pakoda real quick um a big factor in like these projected standings numbers is the depth chart and in in coming up with a number for how many wins a team is going to is going to come up with um you have to go in and you have to project like all right who's going to start at center field who's going to start at shortstop who's going to get most of the plate appearances at all these different positions who's going to get the most innings out of the bullpen you have to make decisions on all those things and uh, these systems don't necessarily do a good job of that um when i look at at Pakota's depth chart that they use uh, Kyle Lewis is taking 25% of the at-bats in center field, 
which would be utterly disastrous for the Diamondbacks. You do not want Kyle Lewis playing center field. Lavallo was even Uh, asked that today about both Gurriel and Kyle Lewis, and he said there's a good chance you're going to see both of those guys with the option that they have center remain as corner outfielders, and that's exactly what we thought if Kyle Lewis even gets very much time as an outfielder. We're not saying he won't, but I, I definitely see him being used as a DH role potentially more as far as getting at bats, yeah, then like I don't even know if Kyle Lewis is going to play corner outfield, much less right. much less play right. play, play center, center field. field. So so that's another factor right here. You, and uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, right you're looking you. to there like them are. to throw shade at Pakoda. That we should have we should have worn, worn our sunglasses today, Derek. We'll clear, comfor- we'll comfort you again, Pakoda. I don't think we fucking won't. We're not forgetting this. But anyway, uh, in the meantime. We need to have some fun, so let's get out. Let's go to Octane Raceway and Mavericks. Let's go drive some go-karts and have a good time and get over these these bad things they said about Corbin Carroll. I don't need this negativity in my life, but thanks to Octane Raceway and Mavericks, I can get wonderful specials like today, of course, is winning Wednesday. Half-price arcade games all day. Best day to go. Why wouldn't I go when the arcade games are free? So all sorts of fun. We had fun out there. Uh, Jesse still doesn't acknowledge that I beat him in bowling, but I absolutely did. Well, we weren't playing it. We weren't playing. I don't care. Lane, the though. score is the score. It does, we could be in you fucking 10 lanes. We weren't in direct the competition. The score is the score. I'm in competition with everybody at all times. I think I got Dre Jameson fired me up yesterday about that. So I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. I want to go take on Sean DePaz and some stuff because I'm so sick of him beating me and everything. But uh, you could book some fun this spring at Octane Raceway and Mavericks. Kart racing, virtual reality, laser tag, axe throwing, bowling. We got to we got to compete in axe throwing against each other. But uh, I am of course, not going axe. We're going axe you. throwing. No. I'm taking them. <laughs> that uh, will not be happening. <laughs> uh, of course, the great arcade, great food and drinks. They've still got it all. Uh, check out OctaneRaceway.com and Mavericks.com to learn more about their wonderful facility. Uh, get the kids out there. They'll have a blast. Uh, also, we thank you guys again uh, so much for joining us. If you haven't had a chance to check out our friends at Underdog Fantasy, make sure to download that app, download that app before baseball season comes around. We are riding with pitch counts this year. Remember, higher or lower, the pickums game, the more uh, legs you add, the more money you can potentially win, up to $1,000 uh, over at Underdog Fantasy. You can also draft daily fantasy teams against your friends up to five of your friends and the highest scoring squad for that night can win some cold hard cash uh blast have a blast over there we we like to match up we actually like to work together around here a little bit more than we like to draft uh teams against each other but uh the competitive juices are flowing now and i'm ready to i'm ready to take on shane and something fantasy related uh it's easy to get started go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app sign up with promo code phnx and underdog will match your first deposit up to 100 dollars Well, thank you guys for being here for this very late episode of the PHNX Sports uh, D-backs podcast. We're not used to this. We have it's dark outside, (laughs) Jesse. I don't know what to do with myself, but Uh, it's like almost dark. uh, Right. We'll be here again tomorrow. Same time. Uh, We'll also be out at Salt River Field. So if you do opt to go out there and check out the workouts, make sure to say hi to us. We'll be very mad at you if you don't. Uh, In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. This guy's at Jesse and Friedman. The show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We appreciate you guys as always. Thank you for stopping by on our new time. Uh, we, we hope this works out for everybody, and we should be doing this up until the start of the regular season. But make sure to drop us that feedback on, on what you think of the new schedule in the Discord. Uh, and in the meantime, on behalf of Damon, Jesse, and myself, we thank you guys so much. There's that show schedule. This is where you can find us the rest of the week right here at this time. Uh, we thank you guys again for stopping by. Uh, and remember, kids, baseball is fun. But it's so much more fun when you tell Pakoda go fuck themselves.